0: Funny, she brought up the, your wife that we had on the podcast just before you asked you the question, did you lock the door? Or did you do that? And I was like, did you turn the stove off? Yeah, that's, that's
1: totally on her though.
0: Yeah. If do, the house burns down, it ain't my fault. I do that once a week at least. It's either the garage door or the stove. And we I have
1: don't to, have a garage door, so we don't have to worry about that. That's good. <laughs> X that off.
0: One less problem to worry about. I've, we've had to drive back home because my wife's like, I don't know if I turn the curling iron off. I'm uh, like, is it really that powerful? That's what ho- is that's it going to destroy our whole domicile? Right. Like, Is it going to go bye-bye? That's what homeowner's She's insurance non- yeah. Is for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Hey, what happened? Right. Curling iron. Everything <laughs> I And then you to I hold own.
1: it over her head the rest of your life. Curling iron. Yep.
0: <laughs> Remember that time? Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for being on the Support Local Podcast. You're on episode... Number two of it, the second one. And I have a little bit of a problem here, David. Oh, here we go. When we talked,
1: you said it was gonna be a podcast. It is. Which it is, but it was only gonna be a vocal one. And we get here and we're on we're on camera. <laughs> I didn't Guilty. I didn't have any time to like go get my hair done. Like, I'm looking a little scruffy here.
0: No. You're fine. <laughs> You know what? We're gonna have to get a uh, makeup artist on. Yeah, it, yeah. On the staff. Hey, any local makeup artists out there? Uh, we might have a gig for you. I think that Aida does that on the side too. She does a bunch of different things and makeup. Yep, she does makeup. Some. <laughs> yeah, we could have got. There's not even up. a
1: mirror in the bathroom for it's me outside to use. of the bathroom.
0: Uh, There's two outside of the bathroom. You know right. Why we did that? All right. So <laughs> people wouldn't take forever in the bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mirrors equal problems. Yeah. They they can think about the mirrors you see at the bars. How many fights have they caused? Mm -hmm. Fights. There's gang riding and stuff all over. Right. Jack was here. (laughs) Who cares? For a good time. (laughs) Call. Yeah. Right. Don't call me. Nope. Not a good time. (sighs) All right. So let's talk about what you're involved with and everything here in the in the community. It's quite a bit, and uh, I want people before we get into that. I want you to introduce yourself to the people Uh, viewing and listening. (laughs) My name is Brandon Powell. I am the
1: owner of Stronghold Companies, and I have been uh, setting up events here in Tucson for the last seven or so years.
0: Wow! What kind of events? Um,
1: Currently, I have uh, three farmers markets that I run at the different 55 plus communities in town during Mm -hmm. the week. Um, But they've ranged anywhere from just small pop-up events at apartment complexes to a fundraiser event that we did. Uh, just after the pandemic started opening things back up down in Vail for uh, Reach for the Stars, which is a local nonprofit.
0: Wow. So I've seen event planning and stuff happen, and that is a complex thing to do. And you- <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a lot harder than people think it is. Yeah. Um, they think it's just showing up. Plopping people in certain spots and...
0: It's all going to work out. Yeah. Everybody's going to know what to do, know where to go.
1: It, it works that way when it's a repetitive event. Yeah. And you've got the same kind of vendors co- or the same people coming in. Mm-hmm. When they're in the same spot, they know they can come, they can set up. And it's it's a lot easier that way. Yeah. Um, but when you, when you start expanding on that and you start doing other types of events, mm-hmm. you have... The finding the vendors you have finding the entertainment you got to make sure that you've got a large enough venue um And then you have the people that decide I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm not coming, but I'm just I've got something else going on So yeah, I'm not going to be there. So Then you have to just kind of figure out. Okay Well, then I can move this person here to make it look like we've got more people than we really do um so yeah, it's it, there's a lot more that that goes into it than just, hey, I'm gonna do an event. Let's have it here, and everybody shows up.
0: Yeah, the logistics of it are something that I'm glad you were around for because I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, man, I've you know I've I've seen them. I've been a part of some, and I'm like, who is the soul that put this together? Cause I cannot <laughs> imagine. Because I've done a couple little ones like uh, back before I. Got into this stuff. I was a promoter for concerts and stuff, and putting those together. So the artists would do the same thing. Yeah, wouldn't show up. No call. It's like, they're you're, you have fans here, right? Yeah, and you're having
1: to buy, you're having to sell the tickets, and they don't show up. And yeah. now everybody's mad at you, exactly. not the artists. They're mad yeah. at you, yeah, because the artist didn't show up. Yeah, they think it's your fault. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's yeah, that's a hard, that's hard. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing that. It's
1: fun though. Like getting to talk with so many different people. Mm -hmm. um, You, you meet people in so many different aspects of life. Yeah. Um, People that are just getting started. People that have been in business for years. um, People that are pivoting, they're changing their business. um, And you have people, you have people that are doing it for different reasons as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some are doing it as a hobby. So it's not as important to them, but they're coming for the social aspect of it. And then you have those that are, that's their livelihood. Yeah. They depend on it. And I, I like to cater to, to all levels. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not looking for just people that are, Hey, this is my business. I have to be there. Yeah.
0: So that's cool. Give everybody a shot. Yep.
1: And and helping helping businesses get started is one of my favorite parts of of what I'm
0: doing. Yeah, because that's really what you're doing. You're giving them an avenue for people to see them and and to grow from. Yeah, it's really really cool.
1: Which is cool, but it also makes it a little tough because some of my events um, are on the smaller side, mm-hmm. and I let people know that from the start. It's it's we're not getting the major foot traffic of some of these weekend events because mm-hmm. I do all mine on the during the week mm-hmm. and. Um, so I, I get people that start with me mm-hmm. and they end up moving to some of the bigger ones, which is great. Mm-hmm. But now that means I have one more spot to fill. Yeah. So it's a, it's a revolving door, but it's still something fun to do. Yeah, for sure.
0: So what's your, what's your background before this? What were you doing? Um,
1: I've done a lot.
0: I've been <laughs> in sales, I'm a massage
1: therapist as well. I used to be a high school PE teacher here in Tucson. Really? Yeah. I was uh almost three years at uh Pima Partnership High School. Wow. Which is a, a uh alternative uh charter school downtown mm-hmm. and that was o- that was always my dream job. Um was to be a high school PE teacher and a football coach. Yeah. And I coached flag football for them. It was probably one of the more difficult jobs that I've had, but it's probably if I have to go back to a regular job, it's probably one of the only jobs that I would love going back to. Yeah. Um, making the making the change with the kids, affecting their, their projection in life, um, and just being there for them. Mm. We dealt with a lot of kids that were um, – on their third fourth sometimes fifth school um it was it was very interesting i was hired based off of my experience in the the sports fields but i'm pretty sure i was also hired based off of my experience as a bouncer at the nightclub so <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was there were there were a few fights that i, well, that I, had, I had to break up so. yeah
0: we were in high school right so yeah there's there some hardened individuals that you know that have gone to different schools and maybe they're not doing very well and they're for sure. just dealing with disciplinary issues and stuff like that
1: and the great thing is, is i'm still in touch with some of those kids they they reach out to me and let them let me know when they have different life events going on hey i just had a kid hey i yeah. just got a new job mm-hmm. i got married that
0: kind of stuff yeah so no it's a very rewarding thing yeah i coached high school football yeah i did yeah i was all about doing that stuff for a while it's um, fun yeah so i i can i can relate to you on that it, it's a. Uh, it's a lifetime relationship because they're gonna see you, especially the ones you coached, yep. years and years down the road, and you're gonna they're you're gonna be coach. you're still called coach, coach, hey yep. coach, yep, yeah, it's still
1: coach. Um, <clears throat> I moved down here in 2010, but before I moved down here, I was from Washington State, and mm-hmm. I owned and operated an amateur adult football team up there, and those were those were adults, mm-hmm. and um, I was the owner and I would coach sometimes, and even. Some of those guys, when I run into them, when I go back home, I'm still called coach. And mm-hmm. those are from adults. And yeah. that's just because that's, that's how they know me
0: as. Yeah. So no, it's a powerful, powerful thing to be a coach because yeah. people don't forget. I mean, I, I think of a lot of the life values and the work ethic and stuff I developed was from my coaches in, yeah. in sports, playing sports most of my life. Sports culture itself is just so important to success. And oh, in a lot and of ways and for people learning, and, and I'm still failure. in touch with some of my coaches. Yeah, so yeah, you know, we had a guy. I had a guy on a podcast last uh, last year. Like it was that far away, but uh, <laughs> you know, it was so uh, a it was a pastor from the Oro Valley Church in Nazarene, and he was talking about how important sports culture is in our society, and like he was talking about other countries that don't have it, and how things are just there's nothing for the kids to do other than get involved with bad things that are around, right? So sports culture is just, it's great. Thanks for doing that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's fun. And just touching people's
1: lives is is great and in every, every aspect of it. Yeah.
0: So. So that's a pretty big jump. You went from that and now you're doing this event planning and putting stuff together and you're helping out your wife too. Sounds yeah, like a lot.
1: We've been, we've been super busy with that and they feed off of each other. So she's got the the baked goods and the cotton candy and the, the chocolates. Mm-hmm. And um, it's helping me grow with my events and stuff because we have four kids here in Tucson. And I'm not super pleased with how non-kid friendly Tucson is. Mm-hmm. And so one of my passions right now is to start putting together events that are... Not just family friendly, but mm-hmm. family affordable. Yeah. Um. There's there's six of us in our family, and on average, most events you're looking at least fifteen dollars to get into the event. Mm-hmm. So for my family, that's seventy five dollars right at the door. Yeah. And that's a low end price. Yeah. Um. We're looking at one uh for my six year old's birthday this weekend. And an all-inclusive ticket is forty dollars per kid, so that's one hundred and sixty dollars just for the kids, plus another fifty dollars for me and Amber to go in with us. Uh, so we're looking at over 200, 200 bucks for for uh, to take the kids and do something. Um, so I'm I'm looking at putting together some events in the near future that will will be able to allow families especially larger families to come and have fun without breaking the bank
0: yeah no that's a great idea we go do
1: renaissance festivals and pirate festivals and stuff with the cotton candy business and i would like to start bringing stuff like that down here Mm -hmm. um because it's it's something for local families to do but it also brings in outside businesses that that have things that you're not going to find here yeah Um, but it, and then it will also give our, our local vendors an opportunity to get in front of a different type of crowd as well. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of jewelry vendors that would make stuff specifically for those kinds of events. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where I'm working on moving to is, is adding on top of these farmers markets and, and increasing the types of events that we're doing
0: that's wonderful do it it's do it's, it. it's in the works yeah so well I'm here to help if you need anything man I appreciate that so we talked about your career movement and stuff before this the next thing I'm going to talk about is influences right. do you have any particular influences that have kind of helped you manifest to where you've been um, today my dad owned a construction company
1: growing up mm-hmm. and so I grew up in a business ownership house and I saw how hard my dad worked and I didn't want to do construction, but I also knew that I didn't want to work for somebody else. Yeah. Um, I think the longest job I've, I've ever kept was, uh, aside from working for my dad, was the teaching job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that I have a problem with authority. I mm-hmm. just, I don't like having that cap put on me on how much yeah. I'm worth or how much I can make. I like knowing that if I need if if my family needs 200 bucks tomorrow, I can make 200 bucks tomorrow legally. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You got to throw that in there. And take care and take care of my family.
1: (laughs) And my dad worked extremely long hours Mm -hmm. and my mom worked right beside him at times. She would go out in the field and work with him when when he was short on on workers mm-hmm. and just seeing the, the the hard work and the passion that they had um, when I was growing up on not just their business, but making sure that the business took care of the family. That's That was probably the biggest influence that I had that led me into being an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, right on. Yeah, I like the the thing you said about the cap of, of value yeah right cuz you're just going to get what they say you're getting hourly and then that's it like you don't expect well, anything else and like, that an hourly you're only
1: going so high and then they put you on salary well that's even worse and they yeah. make you think you're making more money but now you're just working more hours yeah and i didn't that's want that's the case every time i didn't want to wake up every morning and go to work and watch my kids grow on my desk yeah um i have found that being a business owner is I work I work harder now than I've ever worked in my life but I have more family time now than I ever had working a regular job because I can I can work my schedule mm-hmm. around when my family when my family needs me mm-hmm. um, my I'm done with markets and I'm home by three o'clock That's and awesome. then I help I help with my wife's business. After we put the kids to bed, we go do festivals and events on the weekends. And guess what? Our kids are right there working right along with us. Uh We're running around harassing the other vendors. (laughs) Um, My, our eight year old daughter and our five year old son come out to my markets during their breaks. And this last summer, my daughter set up a lemonade stand and in two days she made a hundred bucks It's huge. So. And they're both already talking about wanting to own their own businesses. That's so cool. They could start doing their own business right now and by the time they turn 18, never have to work a regular job. Um so the influence in that aspect, just seeing seeing how that works and knowing that I found I found a, a vehicle that will allow me to do something different than what my dad did. Mm-hmm. My, like I said, my dad worked from sunup to sundown. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that. So I found a business model that will let me incorporate my family and spend time with my family. Yeah. And not destroy my body mm-hmm. like construction does. Nothing wrong with construction. Don't yeah. get me wrong there. But it's a hard work. It man. is Physically. hard on the body. Yeah, And um, so, yeah, I just, I love being able to involve my family in, in every aspect of mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong sometimes I, uh, I i need a break from them <laughs> don't we all having them there at the event can be a little stressful at times but i i love having them see us work
0: well the they're way going we do. they're going to the school of hard knocks with you guys right they're learning they're they're in it right that's the best way to learn right and you can't i mean you can go to school and learn about running a business but it is not cuz i i'm a i'm a pro, i'm a product of that Right, I went to school to run a bit, like to learn how to run a business. But they don't teach you. There was a bunch missing about right. reality. They teach you the paperwork aspect yes. of owning a business. Yes.
1: They teach you how to dot your eyes and cross your t's. Yes. But they don't teach you how to grind. No. They don't teach you the little things that are going to keep you up till four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Crap, I have this to do tomorrow. Mm-hmm. How am I going to do this? Yeah. Um, the when it's the educational aspect of it, um, I'm more of a hands-on learner. Yeah, ditto. I'm not going to sit in the classroom and have somebody nine times out of ten at the, the college level. they A lot of them haven't owned a business. Yeah, They know the, the theory of owning a business, but they don't know the hardships of, of really getting in there and getting your hands dirty. Yeah, And with having our kids involved the way that we have, Not only are they seeing our struggles, but they're going to learn from our struggles and they're going to be able to stand on our shoulders and take whatever they do to the next level. Yeah, absolutely. And that is, to me, my ultimate dream to have my kids more successful than what we are doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you and you know viewers and listeners if you're somebody that teaches business and gone to school business more power to you I think there's a there's a there's a purpose for that right but oh, for sure. what we're trying to highlight is if you can get those two together um it's just even better right it's just yeah. more it's more to add on but I yeah a lot of them don't own businesses uh that are teaching it and stuff like that right. and it's hard it's hard to to relate it to what you're doing so um and I'm I'm I can tell you I can tell the viewers, and listeners, right now. I took business management classes, and and it's it's a whole different animal when you're in it. Right.
1: Well, and management and ownership are 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 a little different too. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you're managing a business, you don't usually have all the the headaches as the owner.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All
1: the fires to put
0: out yep. for sure. So, is there any particular <laughs> failures, or struggles, or triumphs you want to talk about? That I've had plenty to mind? plenty of failures. Best teacher. Um,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, It's definitely the best teacher. Um, for me, it's the I've had I've had quite a few failures in the sense of just teaming up with the wrong people, and regardless of how many times you learn from that, you're still going to run into it. Um, for my events, I am I'm the back end guy. I do all of the finding the vendors, finding the venue, finding. Um, the food trucks all of that kind of stuff and a lot of times i like to team up with nonprofits as a fundraiser yeah and so a lot of times it's the the nonprofits that i'm counting on to help bring the people in mm-hmm. to help support the vendors to shop with the the food truck or come and eat with the food trucks and and that kind of thing and um it doesn't always pan out and it's, it's cost me some money at times. Yeah. Um, but then my, my greatest to, to date, my greatest uh, success was the fundraiser that I did for Reach for the Stars. Um, Kira and Carlos were amazing. Yeah. It's a nonprofit down in Vail mm. and they provide, um, they've got a food, um, food and clothing for people that are in need. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you they they don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um we did an event where it was at a church parking lot and I lined up the um the hot rods that came out. I had twenty vendors out there. I had a musician. Um I had lined up the stormtroopers to come out and when all said and done I ended up with Two stormtroopers, Princess Leia and Han Solo came out. The Easter Bunny was out there. We ended up having 50 cars come through and when we were only expecting 10. Wow. We didn't have enough room in the parking lot for these hot rods. And they were able to do a raffle. And I think we raised like almost $2,000 for them. It was like between $1,500 and awesome. $2,000. Yeah. And – um we had so many people come through because they did a great job of promoting. Mm-hmm. They got their support coming through, mm-hmm. and those are the kinds of things that that I enjoy providing for these organizations. Yeah, um, it's the same reason why we did the fundraiser aspect with our cotton candy business. There's, there's so many there's so many nonprofits out there vying for money mm-hmm. and the bigger ones have people that do what i do it's the small ones the small local ones that need the most help the small local ones have a passion for something mm-hmm. and that's usually where their knowledge lies is with that passion yeah and when it comes to setting up an event they don't necessarily have the contacts they don't have Um, they don't have the know-how of where the venue should be, how much space they're going to need. Yeah. Um, but they have their passion on their, 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 whatever their nonprofit is set up for. And if they can get their supporters to come through for that event, I can do the rest of that aspect for them. For sure. I think we had five food trucks. I had 20 vendors out there and everybody was happy. Everybody loved it. And we were, we were extremely busy to, for
0: it too, so that's awesome, man. Yeah, the Reach for the Stars. I've uh, I've heard that name a couple times, and I think I've seen Kira, who you're talking to in person, at a meeting I was at. And I think uh, I think they've submitted to be on the show. Uh, they would be yeah. awesome. To yeah, have yeah, so I'm on. hoping I'm hoping that's what I, I had read. Um, <clears throat> you know, that also brings in the point of the the group that we've started, the local Tucson group. I think that that's a tool that's going to be. Fuel to getting people to go to places, yeah, a, a, a free avenue, right? Like we can just post about it, share it, and everybody's involved and knows about it. So, and it's one thing that I've really found
1: with the Tucson community is it's it's sometimes very tough to get people to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of talk about, hey, yeah, I want to come out and support it. Mm-hmm. But then when the time comes, I mean, I get life happens, mm-hmm. but it's, I like having the new local group mm-hmm. th- to start getting word out. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to definitely help try to promote promote more, more local stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more, I mean, the more we post in there, the more people get to know us mm-hmm. as, as for who we are. That's very important as well. Yeah, it
0: breeds opportunity so for much sure, in there.
1: and that's and, and I think keeping things local and knowing who you're working with is is a huge, um, a huge benefit mm-hmm. uh, because unfortunately in the event coordinating realm there's a lot of fraud. Absolutely, there's a yeah. lot of people that see it as a way to make a quick buck. Mm-hmm. They're gonna set something up and then they disappear, and it it happens way more often than people realize because when when they just disappear like that it's not usually talked about much yeah and uh events even a lot of events happen that way unfortunately that's sad so um that's one thing i can i i've i've really worked hard on is just building a quality reputation yeah um of of being honest with my my vendors, being honest with the people that I'm working with mm-hmm. and and trying to set up a good a good opportunity for vendors and, and basically for everybody to yeah. succeed
0: in some way. Man, honesty is the best policy. For sure. That has not changed at all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is the part that we're going to we're going to cover some sponsorship stuff on the sure. show for the support local uh, podcast. You know, we want to thank Copper Creek Cookies. For helping us put this together, make sure you get their cinnamon rolls. They're delicious. Yeah, he, thanks. He's helping out. I'm not paying him. I promise. <laughs> the the biscuits and gravy are for some of the best in town too. Yeah. Just so you guys know, which is available on DoorDash now. So go ahead and get yours there. Uh, we also want to thank Blueprint Home Services for helping us out with this as well, and Fresh Catering too. And don't forget to reach out to Brandon's wife, uh, Wonder Wisps. um Their their treats are just phenomenal. Best cotton candy you've ever had. I promise. Yeah. So we'll we'll move on now that we're, we're through the sponsorship spot, you know, and, and thank you guys, the sponsors, you guys are so important. And I just want the viewers and, and the listeners to know how important it is to have a backing. Um, we're so fortunate to have the backing that we do. And I just want to thank them one more time. So next is the advice to listeners pursuing your type of business. What, what, this is your chance to be the mentor on the mic. What do you sure. got?
1: If you're looking at starting a business, just do it. there's there's a lot to learn. Um, you're never going to be ready for starting a business. there's there's so many aspects about business ownership that are constantly changing mm-hmm. constantly evolving and uh, you're going to if you're gonna wait until the perfect time, you're never gonna do it. Um, start it and clean up the mess later. That's kinda how I got Amber started with Wonder Wisps. Yeah. I said she she told me, She's like, I've been wanting to talk to you about this for weeks. I'm like, Of all people, <laughs> I am the last person you should have to worry about yeah. start asking to start a business because there's you're you're gonna make mistakes. Mm-hmm. But that's how you learn. Um and I, as, as soon as somebody tells me that they want to start a business, I'm like, all right, let's roll with it. Let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I, I could sit, I could honestly sit down with somebody and in an hour, I could probably help them build a list of probably 50 to a hundred different businesses that they could start with for less than 50 bucks. Um, so don't let finances stop you. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't let p- negative talk from people stop you. Mm-hmm. If you want to do something, if you want to build something,
0: just do it. There's there's no other no other way to start. Yeah. Thanks for that. Someone, so. someone, someone's going to hear that and see that and be like, all right, and, I'm doing it. And if going for it, if you need help, by all means, reach out to me.
1: I will. I will sit down with anybody and everybody and help you brainstorm Um, because uh, being an entrepreneur it is probably the hardest thing I've ever done, but it's also the most rewarding thing I've ever done, aside from being a parent.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you offer your help because mentorship in the business owner world is so imperative. Oh, it's huge. It's great to have a mentor that can guide you. And, and I, you know, I have one and uh, he he helps out a lot, but there's times where I know for a fact he didn't jump. He didn't intervene because he wanted.
1: He wanted you to fail and learn. Yep. And it, sometimes that is that is the hardest thing. Is I mean, it's just like raising kids. Mm-hmm. You want to tell them not to climb too high. But sometimes they've got to fall to figure out that their next step needs to be in a different direction mm-hmm. instead of continuing going the same way. Yeah. Amen to that.
0: Oh, yeah. Thanks for that. That was good stuff. Someone <laughs> needed to hear that. Somebody needed to hear that. What's a common myth about being a business owner that you want to talk about or bring up? Common myth. I
1: on. Uh, I think I just kind of hit on it. Um, the one of the biggest myths of being a business owner is that it's, it's expensive to start. I honest. I started my business with zero dollars. Mm-hmm. My wife and I started our cotton candy business with less than four hundred dollars. And if we had just started with the chocolates and not gone with the cotton candy, we would have started it with fifty bucks. Yeah. Wow. Um. Does it get expensive? Sure. You've got to as you expand. But you don't expand until you've got the f- the finances mm-hmm. in line to start that or um or you have the means to start moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. But is it expensive? Not if you're not if you're wanting to start cheap.
0: I mean, Dollar Tree has a lot of amazing stuff that you can use to get your business started. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh It's so important for listeners and viewers to hear that because I think that's a huge myth is people like, man, it's so expensive to do it. I'm going to have to go and get this paperwork and I'm going to have to hire a lawyer and I'm going to have to do this. And this. no, 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 you don't. I got in a Facebook argument over all of that one. Yeah, you know, yeah, (laughs) you know, um, and if you're ambitious enough, go learn how to do it all yourself because you know what's going to happen when you get done with it. People are going to come to you to get that done. Yep. And I mean, even if. Even if it's not the business
1: that you want to be in, mm-hmm. start in something that is yeah. easier or less expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, shoot, go to Dollar Tree, grab a bucket, grab some Windex and a squeegee mm-hmm. and go wash windows. Yeah. Make some extra money, put that money away until you have the money to start up. If you want to be a landscaper, you don't have to have a truck. Yeah. You can walk around a neighborhood cleaning up yards until you get the n- enough money to get a truck. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many ways to get your business started for next to nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I want to jump in on this too. It's not going to be sexy. Absolutely first. not. The whole idea of like that you're just going to, everything's going to feel good and you're going to look good doing what you're doing. No that's not going to happen. No, right. <laughs> like oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've
1: been doing, I've been doing mine for seven years and it's still not sexy. Yeah. Um, my, my goal is to have it be a destination. Like right now I'm, I'm working on, um, figuring out the logistics of buying a large chunk of acreage mm-hmm. to build my own event venue. Um, that will be sexy, yeah. But nothing I'm doing right now is all the steps to uh, that to that goal. This right? is the grind. Yeah. This is where you're in the trenches. You're you're knocking heads. You're sweaty. You're bloody. You're snotty. It's ugly, mm-hmm. and but but you've got to know that once you get through that, it's it it gets easier, mm-hmm. and and you can't you can't be afraid of failure.
0: Yeah. Hey, you hit it. Hit the hit the nail on the head. Don't be afraid of failure. Embrace it. Learn from it. It's the best teacher. For sure. How do people connect with you? Um
1: I've got a Facebook page that I'm not the greatest at social media with, but it's at Stronghold Tucson. Mm-hmm. Um text is probably the best. Okay. Um please don't be offended if you try calling me and I don't answer. Um I'm just so busy that a text I can text you back. And continue doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't, I don't have time to sit on a phone and have a 10 minute conversation. For sure. I can have a 10 minute conversation during text. Yeah. Where I'm just going, doing what I'm doing. But when you got three businesses, four kids and a, a wife, it's, it's yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, sure A lot. Is. And a 10 minute phone conversation might not seem a lot to you, but when you yeah. have six or seven people calling you every day wanting that same 10 minutes, yeah. it gets to be a lot. Sure. So text is definitely the easiest way to get in touch with me.
0: All right, how do they? How do they text you? What's the number? Uh, my phone number is five two zero three five eight two three zero three. Right on. Well, reach out if you're interested in finding new opportunities and events. Uh, this is the guy to go to. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that he will find you something to 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 be part of and have fun at. And thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure. The Support Local Podcast. It's our it's our new podcast and you're the second I'm one. Excited. To be on. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to work with you guys. Yeah, and we've got plans. You're gonna see uh, you're gonna see more Brandon and I, I think, doing some stuff together here For sure. very, very soon. So join the group, follow, participate, invite. And if you are interested in being the support local podcast, visit us at Ltdmedia.net, go to the support local tab, fill out an interest form, we'll get you on here. And if you're interested in being a sponsor, there is also in the form a spot for sponsors to say if they want to be one or not, and we will reach out to you and get you on here. Thank you so much for listening and viewing. We appreciate you. Thanks, you guys.